1: Cats at night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis.
0: And on the line with us right now, intrepid investigative reporter extraordinaire, John Solomon. That's John Solomon of justthenews.com. John Solomon, we've got so much breaking news. Where do you want to start?
2: Well, let's start across the globe in uh, Russia, where over the overnight there was a report that the uh, main pipeline that Russia uses to feed Europe with gas was sabotage. Russia is blaming the United States. The United States, at least uh, anonymously, uh, U.S. intelligence officials are saying they believe Putin sabotaged it himself. But it's resulted in an emergency request for a U.N. Security Council meeting, probably a sign that this uh, strife and more in Eastern Europe is about to escalate in a very dangerous way. A lot of the intelligence people I'm talking to in the last 24 hours think this is the most perilous moment of the seven month war uh putin backed into a corner talking about using nukes now accusing the united states of sabotaging a pipeline he may have sabotaged himself a lot of people in the intelligence world are watching this with red alert fashion they're very very concerned about it also
0: trump i just while we stay on that subject trump also put out a you know not a tweet but on his truth social And talking about how he's offering up his his help to try to broker some sort of peace deal. He said U.S. leadership should remain cool, calm and dry on the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines. What do you know about that?
2: Well, listen, I I think what the former president is saying is something that a lot of intelligence people said. In fact, his former chief of staff to the National Security Council, Fred Flights, one of the real experts in the intelligence, community, very well respected on all sides of the aisle, says that Biden needs to find an off ramp for Putin, allow him to find some way to save face and get out of this war, or you you may have a megalomaniac cornered in a and corner, and he may act out in a way that could be
1: very I, dangerous. I spoke to Donald Trump this morning, and uh, he wants to broker that deal, and he he does. Putin, uh, Putin respects his. I think Putin. Putin respects his opinion, and he feels that he can broker a deal.
0: And uh, Donald Trump also said to John yesterday, I don't know if you heard the show, John interviewed him. He said that what keeps him up at night is he's worried that there could be a World War Three, which was very interesting that he said that to John. And then just a few hours later, we hear about this news about the Nord Stream pipeline. It's just quite the coincidence there. It's pretty crazy.
2: Well, listen. I think the the one thing about Donald Trump—he's very instinctual. He has good instincts, right? He has that sixth sense sort of thing. And I think what he is saying aloud is what a lot of the intelligence analysts I'm talking to privately are saying. This is a tinder dry forest, and one spark is all it will take to take us into a much more dangerous part. And so I think a lot of people worried about it. Uh, They're looking for some someone to step to the plate, Macron. Biden, somebody step to the plate and try to find a negotiated solution before this gets out there. But if anyone you talk to intelligence community, that's all they want to talk about. Russia, Russia, Russia. They're very concerned about this moment in history. Closer to home, uh, the big hurricane has finally made landfall in Florida. Not a lot of concern about that. Category five, lots of power, lots of wind, lots of rain. And uh, every governor in Florida is always judged by how they handle the hurricanes that routinely come through their state. But this governor, Governor Ron DeSantis, obviously a lot of people think he has national ambitions. So the entire nation is watching how does Governor DeSantis handle the first big Hurricane crisis of his governorship. Uh, a lot of eyes on that. And then closer to home, um, uh, even closer here in Washington, uh, Joe Biden had a very awkward moment today. Oh, extremely God. Awkward moment. He was at a speech and he kept calling for a deceased Congresswoman. Jackie Walorski died in a car crash about eight weeks ago in a tragic car crash. He was out there calling her, asking where she was, hoping to see her. Uh, it could not have been more awkward and, uh, except the White House press secretary managed to find a way to make it even more awkward, actually suggesting that and, and Biden intended to be that way. He had the Congresswoman Jackie Walorski on the top of his mind, she said. And um, it, it was not a very believable explanation, but it was one of those moments that uh, even the left said, oh, my God, this is a really bad moment for Joe Biden. Uh, we never want to see our president in that state. It was very, very awkward, confused. very clear he was confused.
1: It was very bad. Uh, uh, John, um, uh, you got the U.K. Uh, more of a right uh, situation. Uh, yes. Italy is moving right. Um the, there was a little bit of panic in the air uh uh from our uh uh European community uh, president or whatever her title is mm-hmm. uh, what uh, where are we now where do you think
2: you know, I've been talking to a lot of people about this over the last couple of days. And uh, to the T, what what people are saying is what you see with Liv Trus- Liz Trust, what you see with the new Italian prime minister, what you've seen already occur in Poland, Czechoslovakia and other places, is a uh, boomerang to the very left policies that the European Union have pursued under Germany and France and their leadership for the last 20 years the assessment of many of the experts is that many of these countries are beginning to tire they don't see the progressive they don't see the progress that was promised under a progressive agenda of the european union they see themselves short on energy they see themselves with increasing inflation access to food is becoming more difficult crime and terrorism is more uh, prevalent with the open borders uh, uh, agreements that a lot of the eu did and so we saw britain break out on brexit Now there's a fear that maybe Italy and other countries might be thinking of the same thing. But to the T, the experts I talked to are all saying the the election in Italy, the election in Great Britain, what's gone on in Poland and Czechoslovakia, Hungary in recent months, all a reaction. Europe is beginning to tire of the more progressive far left policies that the EU has tried to create. You always tried to create a utopia. It turns out that a lot of people don't feel they've got the benefit of that. And these uh, elections are a reaction to that is what the experts are saying.
1: Absolutely. Uh, the people of Europe are suffering. They're suffering uh, from uh, the dev- devaluation of the euro. You think the dollar is devalued? Look at the euro. I mean, it's uh, in the crapper. And, and uh, uh, the uh, cost of food, the cost of gasoline, uh, they're gonna, they might not have enough heat. I mean, everything that the left-wing governments, I mean, what happened in Germany in in France... Has, has made the European community, uh, second, second class.
2: Yeah, I think that's a growing sentiment in multiple countries. And I think the great EU experiment is at a very important stage, a critical stage as these countries decide, do they really get the benefit of the union that they expected? Obviously, Great Britain answered that question a few years ago. Um, I think uh, over the next six months, we should watch and see if other countries begin to promote uh, conservative leaders. They start to move up in the polls. This could be a longer tail trend. That uh, could be could spell the end, or certainly a call for change in the European Union. Uh, The the green energy agenda is one of the things that most has troubled these countries. They now realize, hey, we closed down our nuclear power plants. We got rid of coal. Now we don't have enough power. What's going on here? And I think that that's driving a lot of this uh, boomerang reaction.
1: And this whole, pardon my language, this whole crap about uh, (laughs) we don't want coal, China is building. uh, They're ramping up their. They're ramping up their coal operations. India, Mm -hmm. you know, Japan, Korea, everybody. I mean, the United States has their hands tied behind their back because of this uh, culture of no coal. I mean, I I believe in energy. We have oil. Why aren't we using it? Are they just ignorant, John?
0: How come they don't understand that? We have the highest standards right here. It's right underneath our feet. And why would we be begging our adversaries for for energy and for oil and allowing China and India and all these other places to ramp up their coal production? I mean, we're on the same planet, right? That's the same environment No,
2: You know, there's something really fascinating that was done as an exercise at the end of the Trump administration. Rick Perry, former governor of Texas, uh, energy secretary at the time, he put together a carbon neutral program. That would rival what the AOCs and the Democrats have wanted to do. But he did it by natural gas and nuclear power. he showed we could get there with two things that actually work rather than all the investment we've made in solar and wind. After all the investment we've made with solar and wind, we only have gained a couple of percentage of points from those. I think trillions of dollars investment, almost no return back to the uh, American taxpayer. Nuclear and coal, you can, uh, nuclear and Natural gas, you can get the emissions down far further than Joe Biden and Barack Obama ever did in 10 years and trillions of dollars. But that doesn't get talked about. I think you're going to see that in the last few weeks, people started to say, you know, we got to go back to nuclear. We got to go back to natural gas. So maybe... The cold, hard reality of what Europe is facing is waking up people to, we can do this. We can bring climate emissions down without having to destroy the economy. Nuclear and natural gas, I think, are going to pick up in popularity in the next few months.
1: Agreed. On the last note, uh, we have to upgrade our, our, uh, uh, our grid system. Uh, exactly. uh, Boston, Boston announced that the whole New England grid system uh, is in trouble. And yes. they want to buy more electric cars. I mean, give me
2: a drink. <laughs> yeah, crazy. we're not ready for it. Listen, it's a great idea, but uh, they have the cart before the horse. You got to build the right. infrastructure before you can roll out all these cars. And I think most Americans are starting to get wise that this is a an illusion, and we have to go back and rewire this system and get it done right. We can get carbon emissions way down without killing the economy. Thank, thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much, John Solomon. Again, that's justthenews.com. That's justthenews.com.